Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Anthony Gabby, and he is the co-founder, president, and CEO of the Black Chamber of Commerce. So, Tony, it's great to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for the opportunity. And just to clarify, we are the Upstate New York Black Chamber of Commerce. I'm sorry, Upstate That's Black okay. Chamber no, no, of Commerce. No, no, no. You you weren't wrong. I just wanted to make sure that our name and our region that we represent um, as part of U.S. Black Chambers is uh, you know, it's important that our our um, our region also be represented, not just the culture or the organization name. So I just I want to make sure that our our region is important as well. So uh, when you created the Black Chamber of or it was created, goal and what was the mission? The goal was to uh, have an organization that would be uh, a resource for uh, black business owners, uh, you know, minority business owners, brown business owners, business owners in general, because we're not just, you know, a black you know, face, so to speak, uh, driven, not black face, that's a poor choice of words. But, um, you know, our, our organization yeah. is as diverse and inclusive as, as we talk about diversity and inclusion being. So um, we wanted to be a resource, a voice um, for our black business owners, um, a presence um, in our community, uh, and, and, and in many ways, the eyes and the ears to keep a lookout and a listen out for opportunities for our businesses. I know that there's a Chamber of Commerce, you know, for the Capital Region um, that includes, you know, all races, gender, nationalities. What makes the Upstate Black Chamber of Commerce different? Um, in many ways, our our missions and our goals and objectives are, are there's no difference at all. It's just that for uh, black business owners, the landscape is different as we're learning now more than ever in terms of the systemic inequalities and inequities that we face and the challenges, uh, the access to capital, the access to information. Um, our experience in, in this country is unique. And I think uh, having an organization that, you know, represents that and also serves as a resource and in many ways a bridge to communities outside of ours is what um, makes us, um, necessary. So, um, are there women entrepreneurs in the same numbers as men entrepreneurs, would you say? Uh, there may be more, um, you know, we haven't really drilled down on the data in terms of, uh, the gender, but, you know, women are, are, are a force, uh, not just in business, but you know, everything from politics to education. So if we were to, to drill down the numbers to that degree in terms of gender, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, there, there may be probably more women out there leading the, leading the charge for, you know, creating jobs and starting businesses. What areas do you represent? We focus on, uh, obviously, home bases, the capital region, uh, all being connected to Detroit, Saratoga. Um, our chambers mm-hmm. as far down as uh, Westchester, essentially Westchester County, oh, wow. and on up throughout New York State. 
So we have members in Buffalo, uh, members in Syracuse, um, Kingston. Uh, we have partnerships and alliances in the making as far down as Hudson and Newburgh. And so, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, we're, we're pretty, that's why we're upstate. We're, we're a regional chamber that's, you know, based in the city. Um, and that city just happens to be the state capital. So we want that to be um, our center because when it comes to advocacy, which is our core work, um, you know, a lot of those things take place right here. So it's important that, you know, Albany in particular is part of the capital region um, be uh, represented right. in that capacity as well. So you talk about entrepreneurs and also maybe politicians and elected officials. So does your organization embrace politicians and elected officials rather than just entrepreneurs? Uh, Well, I wouldn't. Well, first, let me just answer this. Uh, Let me just clarify one. And our membership, as far as our chamber, is not limited to New York. So our members are as far as Los Angeles, uh, west, and as far south as Florida, just because of the unique opportunities to do business in New York. Um, But to your question, we're a – we're a bipartisan, nonpartisan, whichever way you want to phrase it, organization. So, I, right. you know, embracing politicians, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that is uh, the the right word. I think we have to embrace the work that they do. Uh, we have to engage mm-hmm. with them um, in terms of making sure that legislation and such um, is representing our our needs, not just as business owners, but as human beings um, who happen to be business owners. So. Uh, we we engage and you know we embrace um, the work they do, especially when it's uh, uh, it supports you know who we are. So you will um, have people from all over the country. Let's say somebody from California that wants to do business in New York, you would welcome them into your organization. We we have members uh, we have members in Los Angeles and so we more than welcome more than welcome members from outside uh, New York. We we so may we have like I said we have members. Up. How do Go we get ahead, our I'm message sorry. out? Um, no, it's yeah. uh, just you have to you have to put in the work. You have to go where you know um, the people are, go where the businesses are. Uh, not just talk, but listen listen to what their needs are because, you know, um, you know, the black community and the culture is not a monolith. Um, you know, Syracuse is different than Rochester. There may be some similarities, but, you know, our, our, our work is done by going out and doing the work. We have to, you know, visit these cities, visit their communities right in the heart of them to, to know what's going on, to, to meet the business owners, to find out, you know, what their needs are, what their concerns are, what resources do they need. So it's it's just, you know, it's work. Uh, that's probably the best way to put it. And listening. You know, we, we can speak to what we know, but we can learn a whole lot more by listening. Wow. Okay. That, that sounds good. So uh, you're a founder. Who else is the founder of uh, the founders of Upstate yes. New York? Yes. Um, we have two other co-founders. One is uh, Joaquin Hoke. And the other is Julissa De Leon. Okay. And and 
their men, women, what's their, their uh, gender also? Drulissa uh, is a woman uh, from New York City, uh, Puerto Rican descent. Um, she represents, she handles our branding communications, uh, uh, event planning, marketing. Um, she's pretty uh, well-versed and very talented in what she does. And, uh, and Joaquin, um, uh, well, Joaquin is our co-founder, but he, he stepped down uh, so he could focus on his individual pursuits. But when he founded the organization, mm-hmm. he was a, uh, He's our, our our operating our chief operating officer, handling a lot of our development um, initiatives and our uh, community relations uh, legislative uh, engagement as well. But uh, he has a he has a very ambitious um, uh, personality, and there were some things that he really wanted to do, and the time was right for him to do them especially in terms of his uh, real estate development. He has a project going on right now that's getting a lot of attention, and we hope that it'll be a project that'll, you know, begin to spark a change in the landscape around here through um, Southeast Companies, what's called South End Development. And um, we're really excited about the work that they're doing with this project called the 76. So, you know, it's, uh, he's still involved in the organization, still, uh, you know, very supportive. But, um, you know, we each have to kind of walk our own path and pursue our individual goals, and we support them as one of our members. So you're, you're one of many black chambers across the country. How many are there? Well, well, within U.S. black chambers that we're a part of, we are, uh-huh. um, I believe we're at now 147 uh, black chambers in 42 states throughout the United States. We also have a Canadian mm-hmm. Black Chamber that is based in Toronto. That is also part of U.S. That's part of U.S. Black Chambers. So we're 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 a large family of chambers throughout the country. And you know, even though we've been in, we've only been connected with them a little over a year. Um, it's very much a very family-oriented um, um, organization. Very supportive. We get support from national um, with President Ron Busby. Uh, we get support from our other uh, chambers, um, especially some of the larger ones whose um, blueprint is similar to ours. So, um, you know, we're very honored, very humbled to be a part of uh, an organization that's celebrating, I believe it's 11th year. Uh, we have our, we usually have our annual conference and actually it was going to be in August this year. So that's one of the unfortunate uh, you know, things that happened with the pandemic and the shutdowns that we weren't able to have our annual conference um, down in the D.C. area this year. But still, the work continues. Did you have it on Zoom? Um, we No, I, I believe National decided not to just because I think, you know, something like that, you know, you I, me personally, I wouldn't want it to be on Zoom because you lose that, that physical energy, that connection, um, that socializing, yeah. the networking. It's just, it's hard to do. I mean, I know it's been done um, on several organizations, and I'm sure there are others that are still planning to do it. Uh, me personally, as much as I, you know, regret that we weren't able to have it, um, I felt like, you know, it just wouldn't have been the same to have it um, without really being able to interact with each other, stay in the same hotels and, do breakfast, lunch, and dinner with each other, you know, between, um, um, just between panel discussions and workshops. There's a lot of the fellowship mm-hmm. 
and relationship building that, you know, that's just, you don't always get that looking at a computer screen. So on your website, when you, when you talk about networking opportunities, you have listed networking mixers, business committee mm-hmm. and seminars, entrepreneurial mm-hmm. webs- what workshops and speakers bureau are all of mm-hmm. them right now done on um on zoom or have they been discontinued or how are you how are you managing network opportunities um well again to your point about the as i was saying about the social aspect of networking which is very important we definitely uh put a halt to those for now because it's the the social distancing as it relates to, you know, coronavirus and pandemic is just not conducive to gatherings of a hundred. But um we've done some things online. We've stayed in touch with each other. We do host informal Zoom. I won't say host, but we do engage via Zoom to, to stay connected and, you know, uh converse about things that are going on. And we've done some virtual webinars for training such as uh constant contact and uh, Sandler Training was uh, kind enough to host a sales uh, training event with us. So we've done some uh, more educational things that are that are part of our entrepreneur training and development. But uh, the networking, um, we've um, we put a halt to that right after we celebrated our year one anniversary in February, and then we did two events in early March, and the last one was the week um, of. Uh, Actually, the last one was actually, I know exactly when it was. It was March, March 10th. We did a, okay. did a workshop. We did an event with uh, one of our members uh, and a partner. It was uh, titled Ready, Set, Work, and it was a, a workforce development-based uh, uh, event around uh, coding with Albany Can Code with okay. uh, the partner on that, on that night. And that was the last, um, you know, in-person event we've done. Coding so seems to be a very, very important um, issue, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, all things STEM or as it evolves into STEAM, as EA has become the arts, which I'm very happy to, to hear that it's evolving. Uh, anything having to do with technology, um, computers uh, helping us bridge, divide in the black and brown communities, um, that is definitely a heavy point of emphasis in our organization. Because we have do you to, teach you know, coding? Do no, you I, or no, have you? Okay. No, we don't. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll be we'll be we'll be looking to our partners such as Albany Can Code and, and other organizations um, to okay. to to do those things for us. So, I mean, you know, we're the one thing we look to do is we we look to to highlight the businesses and organizations that are out here doing the work that we deem important. So it's not on us to create everything that we do. If, if we have okay. an idea about something that we need to do, then we, we find, we identify one of our members. If we don't have a member, we look to a partner. If we don't have either one, then we have to, you help, it, it helps us identify gaps in our organization. So, um, you know, it's, you know, we're not here to reinvent the wheel. Um, it's, again, if, if there are organizations, businesses out here doing the work, our job is to go find them and, 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 and put them in a the position to offer these things that we think are important, not for us to necessarily be the ones to do them. Because if we do them, we're okay. kind of competing with, our, competing with our members, and that's counterproductive. 
Okay, so you call yourself Upstate New York Black Chamber of Commerce. Is there mm-hmm. a um, is there a, a Black Chamber of Commerce for downstate for the five boroughs? Uh, with probably Manhattan as the center point. Um. Well, within our U.S. Black Chambers family, we do have uh, another chamber uh, family member that's based in Long Island. But as you know, Long Island isn't okay. necessarily considered was just not one of the five boroughs. So there are other right. black chambers and, and geographically based chambers in metropolitan New York, and we have yet to yeah. uh, engage with them. Um, it is something that we have discussed internally, um, but uh, you know we you know we've work we've talked with long island about doing some things uh and as it relates to metropolitan new york but um those things have really yet to be fleshed out and uh you know etched in stone so since you uh since you when did you say you started this uh organization we launched in february of 2019 okay what did you do before that um, it's kind of multiple. I was in business for myself, really. Uh, you know, media, okay. uh, entertainment, entertainment, uh, media relations, uh, community advocate work. So, kind of a variety mm-hmm. of things, um, and uh, which helped me identify that you know there was a need for a black chamber of commerce. I think you know you sometimes try to figure out how to get where you are. Uh, it's, easy, it's easy for me to kind of retrace how we ended up with the Black Chamber just because of my own experiences and kind of looking for a different level of engagement, even though I was part of the other chambers. And I still, and we still remain partners in some aspects on some things we do together. Uh, we always remain friends because our relationships are more important than anything. But um, just my own experience is kind of what led me to understand why a black chamber was necessary so everything I kind of did before that kind of brought me here led me here so besides online networking how has COVID-19 changed the black chamber um well in a lot of ways it's kind of made the answering of the question why somewhat unnecessary uh less important because what COVID has done is uh, it's kind of exposed all the other aspects of the systemic barriers that, you know, black people, uh, Latinos, Hispanic, and, and other marginalized communities face. We've all, mm-hmm. you know, been, we've all had to face the realities of um, just centuries of uh, inequality. And so as an organization, it's it's allowed us to become even more of a resource to organizations that are sincere and intentional about, you know, change and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and understanding that diversity, equity, and equality, inclusion and equality, equity, those are very important, but you still have to do the work. You can't check off a box and say, oh, now we have one black person, now we have one Latino, now we have one woman. That's not that's not sincere, and we won't engage or even entertain um, those type of things. You know, so the symbolic gestures are nice, whether it's changing the name of a sports team or 
changing something on your 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 packaging in terms of the, the images that have been used historically that you may or may not have known were racially insensitive or they just became acceptable over time things like Aunt Jemima and, and Uncle Ben and, and those names mm-hmm. of teams like Redskins you know those things become accepted over time because nobody takes a real stance but in this moment that we're currently living in and it's COVID related in the sense that everybody had to shut down pretty much except for maybe a few mm-hmm. industries that were kind of somewhat um, you know protected but what that did was that by everybody kind of being at home, everybody saw what happened to George Floyd, whether it was, you know, today, yesterday, day before, a week later. So what that did in combination with COVID and the health disparities that were exposed, it opened Pandora's box in a good way to understand that, you know, with the Paycheck Protection Program, there were inequalities that existed within within banking. Uh, banking, the importance of banking is everything from starting businesses with access to capital. It's also access to creating homeowners. So if you don't have relationships, you can't get lending for a mortgage. You can't get funding for your business. And paycheck protection, as well intended as it may have been, and I say may with air quotes because if you understand how how other companies that really didn't necessarily need the paycheck protection program yet benefited to the tunes of millions and millions in some cases. And approximately 90% of all black businesses were excluded from paycheck protection. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, inequalities are across, they're across the board. There's a, a ongoing, an ongoing dialogue on how the Corona-19 pandemic will change the way business is conducted uh, or even the way schools are conducted. From your perspective, from your perspective, how will the coronavirus change black entrepreneurship and black entrepreneurship. Let's start there. Sure. Well, first of all, we have to make sure that, you know, the projections that we may lose 40% of all black businesses may never return. That is a frightening number. Wow. Um, we have to make sure that it doesn't get worse than it's being projected to be. That's number one. We have to also work on, um, our relationships with banks, our relationships with uh, government, um, everything that's been accepted as true has to be looked at. We have to engage with our allies and accomplices and co-conspirators towards true change. Um, we have to be able mm-hmm. to cross cultural barriers. We have to be able to have uncomfortable conversations and comfortable spaces so that these unconscious biases and things that we don't know we're doing. And that's, and that's, you know, black people too. You know, that's not really mutually exclusive. It's just only in terms of the policies that define racism and inequalities on a systemic level, we have to address those. And that's going to take hard talk a lot of time in order for us to even have a chance to transition towards change. 
Um, so black businesses, we have we have a challenge, but it really starts with people. We have to we have to get into this on a human being level, not just a business level. If you deal with mm-hmm. if you put the relationships first, you know a business owner is a person. It's a human being. Start there. Talk about money because that's a that's a you know it's a one way linear conversation. And you know at the same time, understand one thing, and it's one thing I always. You know, I really um, don't like hearing. I won't say the word hate. I don't like hearing people say the system is broken because it's not. It never was. It was designed to be a certain way. It's been implemented and executed a certain way. And now in this moment that we've been given, there is a chance to first we start with the same understanding that that is the truth. We're not necessarily confine the conversations about black, white, and limiting ourselves to race, which, don't get me wrong, is pivotal to the conversation. But we have to understand that we're talking about have, have not issues, period. Right, right. You know, uh, there's a number of other issues that I would mainly, you know, underemployment and unemployment among the black population in the city of Albany and maybe even Schenectady and Troy, but we just have a couple of minutes left, Tony. Would you be interested in coming back and talking about uh, underemployment and unemployment in black communities and capital districts? Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Our conversations are just starting. I feel like our our, our conversations are just starting. Okay, so um, give your contact information out so people can, you know, maybe become part of uh, your organization. Absolutely. You can visit us at www.usnybcc.org, or you can email us at info at usnybcc.org. Okay, and um, do you want to give... Maybe, uh, do you have a Facebook page? We are on Facebook, yep, uh, Upstate New York Black Chamber of Commerce. And Twitter? And you can also, um, we have Twitter and Instagram, we just have, and LinkedIn, we just haven't uh, identified somebody who's going to be the person that's going to manage all of that social media presence. Okay. So for now, and it's do you uh, have a, Facebook. Uh, do you have a main phone number that people can reach you at? Sure, it's 518-801-8881. Okay, Tony, thank you so much. You've been listening oh, thank you. to Anthony. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and to speak with your audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, and this is uh, focused on Albany. And if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. All right, have, have a great day, everyone.